Everything as a Service Journal is an online publication built to help technology solution providers identify and quickly tap into new sources of recurring revenue. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Zascast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about cyber threats, especially in light of the work from home trend, uh, which really took off last year at the start of the pandemic, is actually con uh, expected to continue uh, even after we get through this pandemic. It'll, be it'll become the new normal for many workers. We're going to delve into some of the former security strategies that are unfortunately becoming less effective at combating today's threats. Uh, but then we'll also look at strategies that are more effective at protecting your customers. Joining me today is Chris Krellen. He's the Senior Director of Product Management at Barracuda MSP. In his role, Chris leads product strategy and management for Barracuda. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, let's just jump right into it. So I know there's, you know, recently uh, cyber threats uh, have been on the rise, you know, not surprisingly. You know, with this work from home trend, we've uh, seen uh, cyber criminals adjust their strategy and, and go after uh, folks working from home. And we're hearing about new strategies of island hopping and uh, where people are inf inf infiltrating, if I can get that word out, other networks and, you know, doing a lot of different uh, uh, damage. How do you think this is all impacting uh, small to mid-sized businesses as well as the MSPs that are trying to protect them? Well, you know, with the shift from work from home and, and remote work scenarios, they continue to create really gaping holes in the security infrastructure of MSPs. They weren't prepared for this. And a lot of times uh, they had to sort of improvise um, and shift strategies really radically in a very sort of uh, quick manner, uh, a lot faster than they're used to use or used to going rather. Um, MSPs now have typically less control over their remote work environments. Um, including the routers, the Wi-Fi, the device types, you know, are you using a corporate issued laptop or did you have desktops and now you're suddenly using your home machine? Um, end users are leveraging whatever they have at home and now that's outside of uh, the purview of the MSP, which creates a lot of um, threat vectors and risk. Um, also, you have VPNs, which were widely used prior to the pandemic. Um, they don't work in the new modern ecosystem as well. Uh, you have SaaS applications. Uh, you have distributed users now working from home, as we just mentioned. Uh, servers internal to the network uh, and devices that are coming from all over the place. Um, they're creating challenges that VPNs weren't meant to solve. They were meant to be a, a sort of a, a single point of entry into a network. But if you're going to different places and you're coming from different places, um, that VPN may not always um, apply to the situation that you have, uh, and it may um, cause unintended consequences to um, being that you're 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 trying to funnel people into the network previously, and now that may not that may not apply anymore. So you have exposed yeah. networks, unmonitored user identities, you know, um, and the complex switching between VPNs. That's just kind of the tip of the iceberg, uh, and really it creates a lot of risk and a lot of confusion. Lastly, there's you know weak links in the users, right? Now the users have a lot more that they can uh, they can do outside of the network that is um, 
not necessarily something the MSP can monitor. And um, you have phishing attacks, um, you know, advanced threat takeovers, things like that, that suddenly, you know, it's, um, it becomes a, a much more complicated problem for MSPs to solve. Yeah, imagine, you know, workers being at home, maybe you're even less vigilant than they might be at the office when that uh, unknown email comes through with that tempting link to click and, and so on. Absolutely. You know, you get uh, people that are doing their, you know, uh, their their personal work alongside their, um, you know, their actual work work, um, maybe not being monitored so much by their their bosses as much and doing a little bit more uh, personal browsing on, on websites or sort of mixing and matching personal business with with their work stuff. And um, that can create um, unintended consequences. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it's kind of all these things you're describing, you know, see the work from home trend, the um, some of the previous strategies like, you, you know, VPNs being less effective, you know, workers being less um, attentive to the uh, those messages, those phishing messages. It's almost like a, a perfect storm um, happening here. Um, what are your recommendations, for, you know, for MSPs and how they can, you know, better protect their customers from from these emerging threats well msps really have to become security centric um, in the past they've been more it generalists you know managing printers managing laptops asset management that kind of thing um, making sure things are are patched maybe um, making sure they have antivirus but usually um, for a lot of msps that was sort of where it ended and now um, they're going to need multi-layered um, protection um, across a, a number of different threat vectors. And so um, you're going to see that they need to be able to have the, the proper skill set um, and the proper people um, and skill sets to be able to deal with um, a wide range of cyber attacks. Um, and so these solutions need to not just be, you know, the primary uh, source of protection in, in their given threat vector, but um, you need to be able to have um, visibility over what's going on. So you need to have uh, the proper remote management and monitoring tools that connect with your security uh, uh, apparatus so that you have a clear picture of what's going on in any given customer's environment at any given time. Um, and it's, it's important to remember that security is not just about prevention. It's about the ability to oversee and remediate threats. Um, you're going to have to understand as an MSP that um, you're not going to catch everything. You know, the user is going to sometimes click on that link, no matter how well you train them. Uh, there's there's always that user that gets through, right? Or clicks on something that they didn't mean to. Um, and and that can, can create a compliance problem. It can create a security problem. And you need to basically have the right framework and the right tool set, be able to um, prevent it as best you can, uh, but also be able to remediate it quickly um, when it does happen. Gotcha. I mean, that's a that's a, a lot there. Um, I'm wondering. I'm thinking about you know maybe some of the you know smaller MSPs that kind of hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, we definitely need to get you know more involved with security. You know, look at you know new tools and approaches, and even um, you know increase our staff. Like, talk about like having a you know ideally a dedicated security staff. Um, are, are there some you know, to getting from A to B though, is there, are, are there some maybe tips or suggestions you can, you can share uh, for these MSPs as they're, you know, making that migration? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 tough to be able to pull all these tools together and we have the monitoring capabilities um, and then the staff to sort of drive all of that. And it really needs to be a 24 by seven job. Um, and for smaller MSPs, um, it's really hard to be able to attract and manage a 24 by seven staff um, to be able to, to run through all this. So, um, you know, it, it means that sometimes it's okay to partner with with somebody to actually be able to to go through and and run this stuff for you. So, um, you know, there are ways to um, engage partners um, and be able to remediate those threats. So there are options out there um, that you can use to to be able to you know provide that staff. But that twenty four by seven monitoring is really key, uh, is key to to being able to um, manage that threat landscape, and, and it's really um, really important for MSPs to be able to sell that to their customers. Uh, it's too often that the customers are, are viewing it as an insurance policy, but thinking that they're never really going to use it. And mm. MSPs need to be able to show the value of security, be able to tell the story of why they need these uh, these tools and this, this security monitoring, because um, getting this sort of thing after the fact um, usually means um, quite a bit of damage has been done. and um, and oftentimes the blame falls on the MSP themselves. Right. Yeah, I hear that. You know, this uh, what you're saying here kind of sounds similar to just in general with um, managed services that um, MSPs can do such a good job of keeping the customer's business up and running. But eventually a customer might say, hey, why am I paying you every month? Everything's working fine. Right. So they have to kind of um, through reports and other means show like, well, here's the things that we took care of behind the scenes that, you know, before they even became an incident for, for your business, right? It sounds like absolutely. same thing with security. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Having reports to show you how many viruses are blocked, how many uh, phishing attempts were blocked, and uh, that sort of thing that uh, the, the customer really never knew about. Uh, making sure you do that on a regular basis to kind of show your value um, to the customer is is key to to winning the business as an MSP and to uh, making sure that you protect your customers that you have. Yeah, absolutely. And note that, um, you know, obviously, you know, security is always, you know, it's not just a, you know, one product kind of situation. It's, you know, you know, multi-layer is, you know, phrase that we use and it sounds like that's not changing anytime soon. You know, typical layers, MSPs uh, employ, you know, endpoint security, email security, and, you know, network security solutions. Is there anything else that they need to think of here in, you know, especially as uh, these threats are evolving? Yeah, in the new world, zero trust network access is really becoming more important. Um, with the, the corporate network being more uh, amorphous and the world being a lot more decentralized today, um, a lot of times SMBs don't know really who's coming into their network, um, where they're accessing their applications and their data, um, and what devices that are accessing from. Um, they don't know the state of the device. They don't know if it's been used in a phishing or a, you know account takeover attack. Um, they don't even know it's, is it the right user hitting those apps and that data? Um, so with zero trust network access, um, it really uh, relies on the assumption that you don't trust um, any of the access requests that are coming in or the connection before verifying it. Um, and that frees you from sort of that old VPN model. And it, it, it uses the old adage of trust, but verify. Um, you know, there's, you need to be able to verify before you trust, right? So um, <laughs> yeah. as a lot of us are working from home, uh, that might end up being the new normal now. Um, so we need to verify the user 
we need to take a look at the security posture of their devices um, and the network as well, right? And make sure that, um, okay, this could be the CEO coming in and getting network access, but it's on his phone. Um, he's, it's not monitored. We haven't seen this phone before. Okay, maybe I need to adjust the access um, that this person has until maybe they're coming in on a known corporate device that the MSP manages, for example. Um, or maybe they can get to um, certain applications with that kind of device. Maybe they're not quite as mission critical or um, they may not be quite as um, important if something were to happen, for example, um, Facebook or something like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. But if it's sort of like a key server or it's a key um, SaaS application that controls um, budgeting, expenses, personnel files, things like that, well, now I need to know more about your device, right? And so there, you know, with zero trust, you can basically set policies that allow you to figure out where you want to take your risk and where you want to manage your risk uh, and, and make sure that, you know, you're, you're well aware of what, what that user is. Um, they've been well authenticated. They have the right device um, and that you're, you're very confident in that security level, right? So it, it provides a lot more flexibility um, on where you're accessing, what you're accessing and where you're accessing from, right? So um, Gartner, for example, says uh, zero trust network access improves the flexibility, agility and scalability of application access, um, enabling digital business to thrive without exposing internal applications directly to the internet, and it reduces the risk of attack. Yeah, I got you. So how do you see this, um, this zero trust approach playing into like what we've talked about earlier, like this perfect storm of vulnerabilities and cyber threats? Yeah, so uh, Zero Trust, we'll call it ZTNA, um, sets the new standard for continuously verifying that only the right person with the right device and the right permissions can access um, the right company resources. And instead of relying on just initial credential check and then giving carte blanche, um, ZTNA really continuously monitors um, a wide variety of factors at a pretty granular level. Um, things like IP address, MAC addresses, geolocation, resource usage, all that stuff, right? Um, to verify that at all times that only the right person um, with the right device and that device is, you know, can be managed by policy and the right permissions also managed by policy can access, um, you know, specified company resources. Excellent. So with this strategy, uh, so is ZTNA, I mean, is that like a, uh, like a s software feature that can be added to any device or how do um, VARs or MSPs go about um, like getting that level of control uh, for their customers? Well, typically um, there's some sort of a proxy that gets set up so that everybody sort of all the traffic goes through there and that becomes sort of the gateway. Um, there can be um, either things in the browser or actually on Apple, on the uh, device itself. Um, there can be uh, an endpoint um, piece of software that actually uh, runs these checks, right? And so um, there are a number of different ways. And, and so you don't want necessarily, you know, to make every single device required endpoint um, piece of software to, to run the whole system. That, that makes, you know, BYOD, for example, um, a bit more onerous. Um, yeah. But, you know, you can say, um, I want you to have the endpoint application if you're going to protect these particular resources, for example. Um, and there's ways to do that. So even just an app that you downloaded in the app store for either Google or iOS, right? And you can have the users basically just go get that. 
um, if you want them to be able to access more, you know, sensitive resources, for example. Um, and if they don't have that, that plays into whether or not they can have access, depending on how you want to set up your policies. Um, and there are also endpoint agents on, on, you know, for laptops and things like that. So it's a flexible system, uh, one that the MSP can manage. And um, it really provides a lot of protection because you can basically use that to route uh, traffic to um, and, and sort of a, serve as sort of a, a gateway, but one that works um, beyond just the VPN and works outside of your corporate network to protect applications all over the place. Yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. Hey, I'm just curious too, um, is in terms of the way that VARs and MSPs would sell this type of um, solution or strategy, is it typically sold on like a per user base or a per device base or? Um, it happens in both models. Um, it's usually per user uh, for simplicity's sake. Uh, per yeah. user allows you to support as many devices as you can. So it provides a little bit more, it's a little bit more straightforward to um, to explain and um, it's a little bit more, it's a little easier to, to sort of manage that level of, um, of metrics as opposed to uh, endpoints come and go, right? And if if you get billed on an endpoint um, and it was like a one-time thing that they, they um, they used, right? It, it starts to get expensive, right? So um, usually per user and then, you know, devices may come and go, but at least that's not going to change your bill. Excellent. Well, hey, this has been uh, really uh, great information. Is there anything, you know, along these lines that uh, we haven't touched upon that you'd like to, um, you know, close with or anything to reiterate to drive home to the uh, listeners? Yeah, I think um, the one thing I would drive home is that, um, you know, cybersecurity is is uh, continuing to evolve. Uh, security solutions have to continue to evolve with it. And, you know, you've always had your classic VPN, your firewall, your, you know, your, your antivirus. But um, as we're finding uh, again and again and again, um, attacks usually start with, with email. It ends up with um, uh, sending people to sites that they perhaps shouldn't be going to. Uh, and that with the, uh, you know, the amorphous nature of the, of the, working world today with uh with the the pandemic um new solutions like zero trust solutions um are going to have to become part of um sort of the that the balanced diet of security that that msps are going to have to get used to uh and if they want to protect their customers um you know if they really want to be secure these types of solutions are going to be absolutely critical to be able to protect your customers um using different devices from home or wherever they're working now and um, accessing applications and data, you know, not just at the office anymore, it's gonna be out over the internet directly. And so these are, are increasingly important. Excellent. And um, how about, you know, any specific uh, resources that, uh, you know, Barracuda offers that uh, if you're any listeners, you know, wanna get more information about this uh, topic? Yeah, so you can find the Barracuda MSCP website. We have a, a new zero trust solution um, and it, it works actually really well with our firewall. So the firewall obviously is a, a great protection tool for the internal network. Um, it actually integrates with our zero trust solution. So it works together um, and uh, actually simplifies um, the, the implementation even further uh, so that you can set up zero trust and have it be a complement to your firewall. And with that, you really, from a network security perspective, can feel really confident that um, your your users are protected, no matter what devices they're using or what network they're coming from. 
Excellent. Well, I'll make sure to include the, those links in the um, uh, description here for the podcast. Hey, I just want to th uh, thank you again so much uh, for your time here today. It's always a pleasure, and I uh, look forward to uh, catching up again soon. All right. Thanks again for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Zazcast. As promised, you can find additional information from Barracuda MSP on cybersecurity and other related topics in the links below the description to this episode, as well as at the Everything as a Service Journal homepage, xaasjournal.com. You can also find additional cybersecurity resources on Barracuda MSP's website at barracudamsp.com. Thanks, have a great day.